Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, lost in a sea of information. With us in our virtual studio is the ADD crusher, Alan Brown. Uh, Before we get into the content of our program, we'd like to say how grateful we are for uh, children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you celebration of that event, we would like to get away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, listen to our show. Write down the secret word that we'll share a couple times. Listen to another show. Write that secret word down and send me an email. Email address is attention at, at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we will send you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and we will send you a PDF copy of the next edition as it is published. Again, our program is being brought to you by Chad. They've got a little tip that they're going to share, and then we'll bring Alan on and get started. Are you up to date on the latest ADHD information? Do you need expert advice and tips to help you or a loved one manage ADHD? Sounds like you need Chad's Attention Magazine. Each issue covers relevant topics, resources, and strategies for parents, caregivers, educators, partners, and adults. So start your digital subscription today. Visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, our our guest tonight is longtime friend, um, ADD crusher Alan Brown. <clears throat> um, before being diagnosed with ADHD, Alan Brown was a uh, self-confessed, unmitigated mess with booze, drugs, and massive underachievement. He was an irresponsible um, space case, but after his diagnosis, he sought develop strategies that would allow him to live uh, in his new potential. Now, thanks to his ADD crusher strategies, uh, honored for over more than a decade, he's a successful executive entrepreneur and ADHD coach. He shares these strategies with fellow ADDers and others who seek higher productivity, and greater fulfillment. Uh, you can find him at his website, all kinds of information at addcrusher.com. Um, there's videos. I think there's an ebook there, et cetera. Um, I, again, I've known Alan for, for years. He's, he's a real thought leader. Um, so with that, Alan, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. It's hard. It's, I'm having a hard time believing. I've known you for like a decade now. Um, go way, way, way back in, in the old days. But, you know, one of the things I remember about your, your intelligent guy, you've got a lot of love experience. We've interviewed you before, but you've done a lot of research and a lot of looking for 
you know, ADHD information. Um, I mean, you, you do a lot in terms of your products and stuff. You have ADD Crusher video. And having you on to have this conversation I think is kind of great because I do think that a lot of people that when they have ADHD and they go out looking for information, literally they're kind of drowning in a sea, in, a sea of information. Thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, some of the things that you and I love talking about are, you know, kind of the reasons why we do things, you know. Yep. And uh, there, there's, you know, I, I think a big reason why, besides the obvious that, hey, man, I, particularly if you just got the diagnosis, wow, I need to learn about my brain. Wow, this is, you know. But even just years after a diagnosis and you're well entrenched in the ADHD world, we still have this thing where, we are constantly thinking about, oh, here's a new book. Oh, here's uh-huh. a new podcast. Here's a new this. Here's a new that. And so we get drawn into it, and it contributes to what you just described as that sea of information. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah, you, I'm a big reason on the – like, why? Like, let's kind of boil it all down. And it was funny because years ago, Kirsten Milliken was – she used to – be my co-host, and she came on. She says, "You know how do you how do you come up with so many show ideas?" And I, I don't know. I, I flippantly said, "There's only like six. Um, they're just done differently because people it resonates with them differently." And I'll tell a story like self-regulation is at the core of a lot of it. And I did a show one time with Ari Tuckman on manners, teaching your kid manners, because it just occurred to me one day. I'm an athlete by background, and, you know, practice is really, really good. And if you've got your kids stopping and practicing, you know, waiting for everybody to be seated before they sit down, we call it manners, but it takes self-regulation to pause and stop and wait or pause and stop and hold the door. And, again, that's a topic that's out there that it looks really different, but at the end of the day, it's really just a self-regulation exercise and a way of pulling that together. And one of the things about bringing you on the show is I know that there's a lot of stuff that's out there, people, but, you know, as you've learned, you know, through the years, some of these are the same, but they appeal to different audiences based off of how they're, they're worded or, and put together. Um, does that make sense to you? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know um... – First of all, I think it's important to get uh, learning from different sources. Um, yes. You know, I'm, I'm reading uh, uh, Ned Hollowell's and Dr. John Rady's latest, you know, the ADHD 2.0, which is really coming at things from a very scientific angle. I mean, it, it's fascinating. It's actually kind of heavy reading for me. But then, you know, you could go to uh, a different book. I mean, like an Ari Tuckman book where he's got this, these fabulous workbooks that break things down into very, very – simpler nuts and bolts terms. So I think it's great to have information presented from both sides. And, you know, I don't have to tell you, Jeff, that we all have different processing styles. And I think that in the same way as, you know, some of us process better through uh, pictures and uh, uh, spatial, dimensional, et cetera, versus text, versus sound, versus reading, um, we also – uh, taking information in the style of the content differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to get it get it from a lot of different places. I, I I agree with you, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to kind of do this show is kind of talk about it because I there's some content out there that I find to be very very emotionally based, and other content I find to be very kind of like a neurology based, and other ones where mm-hmm. people are just kind of taking things a concept and they break it down in a way that maybe you know some people can understand so again sometimes they're talking about the same thing but if you have a propensity to 
focus on the emotion side much. There's content that's 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 there if you're looking for it. Um, if you really like the, the the nuts and bolts, it's there. And really, some of this conversation is really to help people begin to get a, a flavor for what they're looking for, so they can weed through the stuff to to find it. Um, and, and I find that that on the on the neuro side, a lot of a lot of people just really can get fascinated with that and get kind of lost in that learning and the complexity of it. Um, your experience with that? Yeah, I think you, this is a this is a neat point here that you know, and it goes back to that sea of information, right? And you you, you just use the words get lost in it, and I, this is something that comes up for me a lot with myself, including people that I work with, um, where. We've got to make sure that we don't get lost in all of the available learning. Yes. Uh, so, for instance, I, I'm, I'm reading uh, the, the AHC 2.0, which is the, at least the first portion of this book. It's just really about a lot of fascinating science. And so a challenge for me is, okay, this is fascinating science. What's the thing that I can take out of this? What's that nugget I can take out of this and either put it into action for me in my life and or – share that with my clients and my broader tribe. So I, I, I think we have to keep in mind that all this information that's available to us, and there's so much, and there's so much that's good, um, we've got to make sure that we are <laughs> pulling the stuff out that we can really use and that we then do go ahead and use it. I'll give you an you know, example of yeah, please, how, please. I, how I sort of – yeah, you know, I, I, I set every time I do a presentation, just about every time, um, say I'm going to be sharing, you know, seven strategies for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even do this in a way in my ADD Crusher videos where, where I teach 10 strategies. But what I, what I often say in the first couple of slides and presentations is I said, okay, folks, I'm going to share seven ways to so-and-so or seven strategies or whatever. And I said, I want you to forget them all except for one or two. And then just – if you're, if you're taking notes, circle those one or two, the things that really resonate with you, and then find a way to put those into action. And this, if, if we can just do that every time we attend a web, webinar, if the folks who are listening to us today can just take one or two things that really resonated with them, put them down on paper on a sticky, circle them and go, okay, tonight I'm going to do X, or I'm going to put a reminder in my calendar for tomorrow that I'm going to do so-and-so. So I, I, I feel so strongly about this. And again, that's why I start almost every presentation with that kind of a, you know, a caveat. I, I, I really I want to echo that. For, there's two things that you said that I really want to emphasize. One is you're intentional. I, I'm looking through this. I'm going to identify that thing that I'm going to do something with and I'm going to come back to that in a second. Um, and the other thing is kind of narrow that focus down. You can't do everything at one time, um, but just do mm. that one that speaks to you. And, and uh, I've said this before about you, Alan, and I'll never forget, like years ago, I was, I was watching one of your ADD Crusher tapes, and there's a part in the video where it goes, and you say pause, and you actually have the frame which pause, like, you know, realize you're just sitting there. Like, get up and go do this. Like, you know, you can't be passive in this type of a thing. And it, it speaks to if you're going to go through the information, do it with intention, identify what you can, you can pull out of it, and then try to translate it into your world. So with that, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Can you tell us about a time where you were reading something and you identified something and you were able to translate it for yourself? Well, the ease, thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> but, the, you know, the, 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 easy, the easy answer for me is 
uh, I, I kind of do it all the time because when I am reading a book, um, I am mostly thinking about my tribe, right? And mm-hmm. so what I will do is I will put notes in the, in the, the margins um, that, you know, what it relates to and how I could either create a social media post on that or how it might contribute to a blog that I'm working on or how it might be a future blog. So then, so every book that I have that's on my, my bookshelf in, in my studio is just dog-eared as heck, and it's got stickers okay. in there, and it's got notes on all the margins. And so what I do then is I, about every week, I will go through some of these books that haven't been harvested yet, and I harvest them, and I move all the information into various documents, et cetera. So I won't go any more deep into that. Wow. But the other thing that I do, and this is what I recommend, so I, I do, not every time, but I, I do pretty much practice what I preach, and this is, now I'm speaking of what I do for myself. Yep. Um, I will read something or learn something, or I'll be watching you, and uh, or listening to you uh, talking on, on a show or in a webinar, and I will go, oh wow, now that's good. And then I will <laughs> I will put a, I will, really, and I will write a sticky for that thing, and I will put that in my planner. And mm-hmm. so it's and all it is is a reminder. And it's not just put it in my planner, but it's also if it's something that I'm trying to work into my life. Um, I will take that sticky, and I'll tell you right now, I've got a sticky in my planner right now that is something that I'm trying to make a habit. And what I do is every day when I come to a new page in my planner, I move that sticky to that new day. So I have mm-hmm. a sticky right now in my planner that says, it's, <laughs> I know you and I are big fans of Barkley. Uh, it says uh, it's got a circle with the words but first inside the circle and then the line through the circle, you know. So yep. what it's saying is, Alan, stop with the butt first syndrome. And without going off track too much here, you know, the butt first syndrome, was, I think, was coined by Barkley, where he said, you know, we say, okay, we're going to go start working on this thing over here. Or we're going to go clean the garage. But first, let me this. But first, let me that. And then two hours later, we have butt firsted ourselves into exhaustion. Yep. So anyway, I'm working it. on that. And I was reminded of this butt first thing by something, maybe it was something you said, I don't know, but it was somebody whom I know and respect that's, that reminded me of this important uh, thing. And I thought about it and I thought, well, I'm actually wasting quite a bit of time in the mornings before I start my hard work, which is usually writing. And so mm-hmm. I've, this, thing, this sticky has been in my planner for probably a month now because it, it hasn't yet stuck. So I'm really only working on one thing right now uh, in terms mm-hmm. of creating a new habit. And it's Cut out the butt first syndrome and get right to work on the hard stuff in the morning, which is happens to be my mentally strongest time. So good. I hope I answered wow. okay on both. Yes, of those absolutely. Things. That was that was actually perfect. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go second. I gotta give you my my. But before we do, I want to go to a commercial <laughs> break. Everybody, our secret word tonight is C, like S E A, like grinding the sea of information. And here's the deal: you got to check out. Uh, Alan's website, addcrusher.com. Real quickly, Alan, can you just share with people what they can find on your site? Yeah, yeah. So go to addcrusher.com, and you'll see there an opportunity to get an e-book. It's a free e-book. It's it's a short one called Five Things You're Doing Every Every Day That Make Your ADHD Worse. And I'm going to whisper to you because here's the secret. You're doing all of them, all five of them. We're all doing them all the time. So get that (laughs) e-book. Read it and, and learn some of the things that we are all doing every day that are making our ADHD worse, and, and it doesn't have to be that way. So go do that. 
excellent. Check it out again. It's ADD, me, ADDCrusher.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back here. We're here with uh, Alan Brown having a conversation about ADHD and loss and a sea of information. And before the break, we were talking about there's so much out there, and so, a lot of it is talking about the same thing, but it comes from different perspectives. Sometimes uh, 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 somebody will take an emotional approach. Somebody will take an analytical approach. Often you end up kind of back at the same place, um, but hopefully we're bringing a context and awareness for you to kind of sort through some of that. And then the other thing, too, I think that Alan said before the break that's really important is when you're, when you're gaining that information, the idea is, is to identify what speaks to you and narrow it down and, 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 and activate on something. And so, in other words, you're kind of going through that stuff with intention, not trying to get it all. And uh, I got my experience. I was uh, reading the book Spark, uh, written by uh, John Rady on exercise, being an ex-athlete and being somebody who talks a lot about ADHD and exercise. I was going through myself, and it's funny because – that stuff, I'm more of a mindset type person than a habit type person. And I remember reading the book, and he has a prescription for optimal amount of exercise. And I was kind of pondering it because I was like, I was kind of, hmm. And in the moment, I started looking at that prescription, and I, I began to think, think about myself with regard to that. And it dawned on me that I hadn't um, been swimming uh, and I'm a swimmer by background, uh, as consistently as I wanted to. And I began to realize that what was getting in my way was my definition of a workout. Now, you've got to remember, I used to swim like 15,000 yards a day, and sometimes warm-up was 2,000. But in my mind, 3,000 was what I had to do to be a workout, and I realized I wasn't going. And I kind of caught myself and realized, well, 3,000 sounds really good, but I'm not doing it. So it's not worth it. Then I dropped the bar down to 2,000. And all of a sudden, I started swimming again. I began to realize how much exercise you should do is how much you will do. And that was what I got from reading that book in terms of a translation. I even went to, you know, what exercise should you do? Well, the kind that you will do. Again, some of you, this is different from the way you do it. It's different from Alan's example, but it gives an example. I was reading the book. I think I was actually reviewing it at the time to get ready for a parent, a woman palooza type thing. But I was looking for that information and I was able to translate it. And it's helped me for like the last three years and really helped me through the pandemic. So anyway, just any comments on that now? Make sense? <laughs> I don't know if you heard me under my breath completely uh, uh, reflexively when you said <laughs> That I reduce. By the way, folks, I, while he was telling this, I went on. I went and searched how long, how far is three thousand? It's one point seven miles. Okay, that was his one. That's how much he <laughs> wanted to swim every day. Okay, so anyway, but when you said, and I dropped it down to two thousand, 
And that sort of opened the door to my getting back into it because it was what I was willing to do. And I'll tell you, Jeff, let's do another on just that topic because I, under my breath, I, I said, oh, my God. I, I literally <laughs> just did that. I hope nobody heard it. But because it's such a big thing for being able to uh, maintain any regimen of exercise or even certain other healthy habits. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because I know you know I could. We could talk about it for the rest of yep. the hour, and I want to stay on topic here. But I just want to say that um, that is a great example of a mindset shift that can really put you in action. Yep. And I'll go ahead and compare it to the idea of wow. I just you know. So let me let me back up and just restate what you said, which was I wasn't going and swimming every day at three because my goal was three thousand. But when I lowered my goal to two thousand, which is still like. A, a mile, um, you know, I started doing it again. And in the same way, if I give a presentation sharing 10 so-and-so things, and you're going to be like, I, I can't do these 10 things or seven things, but mm-hmm. I am willing to maybe do the one or two that really resonated yep. with me. So great analogy. Yep. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So another area that I want to kind of go into is, Alan, you interview lots of experts on ADD Crusher, and you participate in supporting uh, the Attention Deficit Disorder Association, their webinar, and people come on and speak. And, you know, I've been doing you know this for a really long time. One of the things that I like to share with people, um, and you alluded to that earlier, and I think Dr. Barley says, you know, knowledge is acquired over different resources, but the one thing that I have learned is, is if you go out there and you look around, there are certain names that keep popping up. They seem to be knowledge leaders. Now, some of them are really good at marketing, but there's a, there's a group of people out there that if you really kind of focus on all that information at large that are popping up at different places, there's a core group of people that really seem to know what they're doing and articulate it. Has that been your experience, or what are your thoughts on that? You know... In, definitely in the, in the ADHD-specific space, it really is true. And I think it's true of everything from, like, relationships where you mm-hmm. have, you know, a handful of, and you know who they are, the top experts in relationships and marriage, et cetera. And then you have uh, folks who are more expert on diet, et cetera. Um, I still don't know anybody besides you who calls himself an attention coach. And I hope that, I hope that nobody ever does because I always want you to be the one guy who's wise enough <laughs> to go, you know what, I'm an attention coach. But, but yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. And, of course, you know, you have the, the top, top, top folks like Barkley and Hallowell and John Rady, et cetera. And so we, and we are very blessed to have access to, to all these folks. But I was going to say that, that also – because what what I try to do also is I try to learn about science-based productivity hacks, which can come from really anywhere, and I try to bring those into my ADHD brain and my ADHD world to translate them into ways that we can better manage our ADHD. So I'm actually seeing a lot of stuff from from folks like James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, uh, mm-hmm. B.J. Fogg, who wrote, you know, Tiny Habits, um, a guy named Greg McEwen who wrote a book called uh, Essentialism, you know, saying no to a bunch of stuff. And then I'll just give one other example, Cal Newport, who wrote a book called Deep Work. And these are not, they're not written for the ADHD audience, but what I try to do is I try to go and pull stuff out of there that I go, you know, here's a guy 
who really has figured out how to do deep work, which is really focus-intensive work. What? And here, I borrowed this little piece from him that you mm-hmm. can use even with your ADHD brain. I, I, I like what you said, which is important for everybody out there. There's some people that just have the science knowledge, some of them have emotion, but there's also the translation piece. There's a lot of really good stuff out there, but there's a lot of other people that are actually really good at translating that stuff in a way we can understand or translating it into something that you can simplify and, 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 and do. And some of this is your style out there about what you're looking for. I particularly like – I like to understand the background side of it, but I spend a lot of time trying to translate it down into something that's tangible. Um, I coach mm-hmm. more – about trying to make it tangible and have people see what's happening inside of their head um, in order right. to manage their outside world. Other people do it the opposite direction. But that, that translation piece is, is really good. And I think one of the things that I've enjoyed over the years is like Dr. Olivardi, Roberto Olivardi, he's really good at taking stuff and just translating. For example, I asked him one time, I said, what's sleep? And he said, you know, you ever seen like defrag on a computer and you know, millennials out there, you probably don't know what them. And I'm like, it's just this, your computer basically takes the hard drive and it's all information gets scattered over time. And it just takes everything and kind of organizes, puts it together so that when it's looking for it, it's efficient. It can find it. And he said, he said, like, you know, if you're waking up in your morning, and you're not, you, know, you haven't been sleeping. Your brain's kind of spinning because it can't find the information. I'm like, well, yeah. And like, Listen, oh, I, I don't perfect. think he has anything to do it, but he translated. And I'm like, oh my God, that makes all the sense in the world. And I, I've always found values in those people that can take that complicated stuff and translate it into that, like, oh my God, that's a frame of reference. I see it. I can understand. I can really kind of apply it. And now I see the need for having to get that sleep. Oh my God. This is great. And, and yeah, and I agree. Olivardi is amazing at that. I mean, I've never heard that analogy before, but bam, talk about a perfect translation. And, and yep. I'm, I'm going to actually... Uh, uh, steal a, a, a quote from uh, Mr. Rogers, who in this famous episode, uh, he talked about when bad things happen. And he says to a, a kid who he's talking to on the show, he says, when something bad happens, always look for the helpers. Always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers around. So I, yep. what, what I took away from what you just said and what we're talking about here is, for our ADHD tribe, when we're trying to find information that we can relate to, that can be more readily actionable, understood and actionable, look for the translators. Look for the translators. Don't yeah. go buy the, you know, don't go get the, uh, you know, the big highfalutin scientific journal stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yep. look for the stuff that translates in a way that when you read it, you go, I get this. You shouldn't have to work hard, right? You shouldn't yes. have to work hard to get something and go, I get this. I know what it means. I see how it relates to me. And here's a way I can put this into my life. Absolutely. Very well said. Everybody, we're going to get a break. Our secret word is C. Check out the website, addcrusher.com. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. 
Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. All right, everybody. Obviously, Alan was a perfect guest for this. We're having a great conversation with all the information out there on ADHD. We're trying to give you a little bit of context to look for it. And so with this last segment, I want to kind of share a couple observations and then kind of talk about it when you're looking for information. And, you know, I don't know where I heard it first, but um, I, I relate ADHD and motivation down to basically a dopamine addiction. It is the reward neurotransmitter. We talk about the ADHD brain being a reward-driven brain, it just really kind of fits kind of like a glove. And we know we procreate. Um, we know we forage for food. We do those things because it's all pleasurable. And somewhere along the line, I actually did a video on this, how people with ADHD forage for information. Information is readily available all over the place. And a lot of times that adult will get on the Internet at like 9 o'clock at night before you know it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and they spent all night foraging for information on the Internet. And I'm sharing that with you because there's a lot of people that are drowning in a sea of it because, wow, this looks really cool, which goes back to what Alan said before. Read this stuff with intention to find out, you know, kind of what you're looking for. But the other trap that I think is really important that you're aware of is a lot of people are out there reading for information, thinking the tip, the trick, or the thing is actually going to do it for them. And you have to participate. And I got a, I got a perfect example. I literally was coaching a guy. Guy's masturbating five hours a day. And he wants me to give him a tip, trick, or strategy in order to deal with that. I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. If, if, if that stuff worked, you go read the book. I mean, just implement it. If you'll notice, you'll do stuff, but you're overriding it every time that it happens. And so some people out there forging for information as if passively they don't have to do anything about it. But I, a lot of this stuff is you have to own, kind of like what Alan was talking about with the post-it notes kind of moving forward. And when we're out there looking for that information, if you're drowned in a sea of it, you're struggling it, one of the things I'm saying is you might know a lot about information about ADHD, but at some point you got to own it. What are your thoughts on that, Alan? Uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, and I'll never forget uh, when I was uh, thinking about creating ADD Crusher, I signed up for one session with an ADHD coach. She's a well-known coach. And I just, I wanted to see what a coaching, an ADHD coaching session was like, because I'm about to embark yep. on creating, you know, a video yeah. with 10 strategies that I had already been using for, for years, even before I, I knew I had ADHD. Anyway, at some point in the, uh, the, 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 the session, she said, well, well, Alan, sometimes we just need to pull on our big boy pants. And, <laughs> and so, and that was, that was the same as, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta answer, you gotta do it. The info doesn't do it for you. But yes. you also talked about the dopamine thing. And, and I just, I want to get into this a little bit more because it's so important to understand why it is we pursue so much information. And look, information is not 
a bad thing in and of itself, right? I think the I think our tribe is awesome in that we are always curious and looking for solutions and more information so we can better our, understand ourselves. We are not lazy. We are out there trying to understand, mm-hmm. trying to do things, et cetera. But here's – so first of all, so you mentioned the dopamine hits. So keep in mind that when we're out, you know, on Amazon going through the books or whatever, or we are – you know, clicking through YouTube videos, whether it's Dr. Barkley or, or mm-hmm. Jeff Copper or, or my stuff, we're getting dopamine hits by doing that. So there, there is a pleasure circuit that is being rewarded just for going around and tootling around, right? In other words, you're getting rewarded for going out and, and diving into, into the sea without any real intention. The other thing that's happening is that we have the magical thinking, right? Here was my magical thinking the very day I was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 37. I ran out of my doctor's office. I went to uh, a bookstore, Barnes & Noble, on, on uh, Broadway in Manhattan and bought five ADHD books about uh, uh, ADHD uh, adults. And I got home, and I opened the first book, and then I remembered, oh, that's right, I can't really read. <laughs> like the, you know, the magical thinking of... Yeah, I'll read these five books, each of which is 365 pages and none of which have a single picture in them. So that's another thing that we do. And, and, and so what we'll do is we'll, we'll sign up for, you know, the, the, the webinars. We'll buy the books. We'll buy the course, et cetera, which, again, is not in and of itself a bad thing. But just know that when we do that, we're doing some magical thinking because it may not be realistic that we're actually yes. going to, you know, look at the bookshelf. See how many books are on there collecting dust. But also, there's another factor here. So there's the dopamine thing, there's the magical thinking, and another one is this, what, what I call pseudo-productivity, where we get a charge out of uh, and a credit. We give ourselves a credit for um, buying the book and for mm-hmm. signing up for the webinar as we should, because we're like, hey, I, I did this. I bought this book. Yep. And when it gets here, I'm going to read it and da 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 But in a way, if there's no action on the end of that, then it's pseudo-productivity. It feels like productivity. It feels like action that is, but it's really just activity. Well, I'm signing up for that. I'm signing up for that. I bought the course. Yes, you're, you're moving forward in a sense, but when there's no action on the other end of it, um, it, it is pseudo-productivity. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't. So, I, on the uh, video that I put out, Foraging for Information, um, I think somewhere I – this is a true story. I actually had somebody who went in coaching that had three master's degree, 50 certifications, and never held a job for more than 90 days and was going to school again. And I was like, you know, I think you have a passion from learning, and if you get to – like you, you weren't, they were arguing. Anyway, long and the short of it is this guy made a post. He says, yeah, learning's what I do as a means to make myself think I'm product, productive. And mm, the, the wow. reason I'm saying this – Learning is okay. Don't get me wrong, but this guy actually had the self-awareness to actually say, yeah, that's what I do to make myself look my productive, to kind of trick myself. And the reason we're going through this, and I think it's really valuable that we do this at times, there's two concepts. There's one, you've got to be self-aware of yourself on this. If, you're, if you have the, the magical thinking and you're, and you're going through the motions and you're grabbing that stuff and you're not engaged, that's an issue. The other thing that I want to bring to your attention, and I hate this, I hate this. <clears throat> Years ago, I had heard people buy don't buy what they need, they buy what they want. And 
it occurred to me that people actually don't buy what they want. They buy what they want. And so when you go out mm. into the marketplace right now, we, you know, fake news travels six times or seven times faster than real news. And so there's an incentive for marketers to sell you what you want to work, not what actually works. Because, that, I mean, you just watch an infomercial on Sunday morning about losing weight. Give me $20 or you lose 20 pounds. You do it, you do it, it doesn't work, you'll keep doing it because you really want that to work. So there's a level of self-awareness here. And earlier I had said, you know, look for the people that are out there kind of consistent and, 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 and be a little bit vigilant because there are some people out there that are really, really good about um, – marketing to your psychology to make it easy to give you the illusion that's going to happen and it does take a little bit of self-regulation to, to realize that and as an aside one of the things i've been talking about lately is go go to netflix and watch the documentary the social dilemma if you have adhd you need to understand you've got huge computers that are pointing your psychology back at you um, it's a whole nother conversation but the point really is yeah. self-awareness of this is really really important not to drown in a sea of information so, um, need to pull this together. Any other insights or thoughts before we wrap this up, Alan? Yeah, well, I want to echo that. You know, go go watch the social dilemma. Uh, in it, I believe Tristan Harris is uh, appears there, and and in a different interview, this is a guy who's an advocate for uh, uh, for privacy and mm-hmm. uh, non-abuse by social media and other companies. He says that. Just know that when you are on your phone on social media or news feed or anything, there are a thousand people on the other side of that screen whose job it is to make you scroll one more time and one yes. more time and one more time. But here's the big thing that I, I really want to leave with everybody, and this is something that I often, uh, well, often, yeah, share with my clients, whether group coaching clients or private clients, um, and that is – if you find yourself swimming in a sea of informa- information and you are just, I just got these things, I haven't, the, the books, I haven't, the articles that I'm downloading and printing them out and they're a nice, neat stack, they're ready, but I'm not, I haven't read any of them and I can't find my stuff and I bought that thing and I can't find that, et cetera. If any of this, um, and I'm so glad we're having this conversation because it's, it's so important and it's so common, this loss in the sea of information. If any of this really resonates with you, here's a really big challenging in, uh, invitation for you, and that is exit the season of learning. <laughs> exit the season of learning and enter a season of execution. What does that mean? I'm not saying that you can, you're never allowed to learn again. I'm just saying... Put, consider putting a moratorium on new stuff. You know, the signing up for the next thing, buying the next course, buying the next book, whatever. They'll still be there. They'll still be there. Uh, if not the one particular webinar, which may, you know, have limited time, whatever, there will be something like it. But consider getting into a season of execution for some period of time where I'm not buying any books. I'm not signing up for anything. I'm not going to download any more articles. I'm not going to search anymore on YouTube. I'm going to just take one or two things that I have learned recently or that I have bought recently, and I'm going to find a way to put them into action. You do that, and you will be a happier person uh, and better able to manage your ADHD and get more done and be more likely to live to your potential. All right, everybody. There you have it. Well said. <laughs> Exit the season of learning and enter the season. Like, how do you? What was? It, what was the quote? Well, it's, Exit it's learning because we're all in, we're all in the season of learning. It's like we're at, we're all yep. in the you know. Yep. But enter 
a season of okay. execution, Ex- which, which means, again, it's just a season. You just, yes. We're talking three months. Or like, for instance, yep. I just on Monday uh, of this week, it's now Friday, I just entered a season of doubling my physical exercise and stopping with wine. I'm a big wine lover. So 75 days, I'm in that season. And by making it just a season, it makes it easier to do. It's not like I'm never going to be able to have an amazing glass of wine again or that I'm always going to have to do two 45-minute workouts every day. But for the next 75 days, I'm in that season. So it's enter a season of execution. Just think about it. And if if you do, I salute you, and I guarantee at the end of that season, whether it's 30 days or even a week or whatever it is, you're going to be glad you did. Absolutely. Very well said. So, Alan, as always, thank you so much for coming on the show. Great to be here as always, Everybody, it's addcrusher.com. Again, go check out his website. Remember, our secret word tonight is C-S-E-A. With that, we hope you've gotten something from this. Join us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.